0: This episode is brought to you by Baked. Baked Lays, Cheetos, Ruffles, and Tostitos give you all the flavor with less fat, so you can snack a little smarter this year without giving up your favorite snacks. Reveal what else you're never going to give up in 2022 for a chance to win $1,000. Official rules at nevergonnagiveitup.com. No purchase necessary. Enter by February 27th, 2022. 17 plus. 50 US, DC, and PR. Welcome to the Bringing Intimacy Back Show, where intimacy is
1: real. Well, thank you guys so much for joining me today. And today starts something brand new for us. Um, Even though I know you heard it on the commercial coming up about Dr. Kelly, but Dr. Kelly is no longer going to be with us. She's doing some fabulous things her own. And so now we have a new co-host. Our co-host is Coach K. Welcome, Coach K. Hello and thank you for having me. <laughs> yes, I'm so excited. And so, for everyone who's out there listening, you're wondering, well, who was Coach K? Well, guess what? I met Coach K. I believe it was on um, Clubhouse where I met her, and she's a beautiful, as you guys can tell, young lady. And she is the owner of Love and Intimacy 101. So, of course, with that title, of course, I had to have her. Um, she's a Life Coach, a certified clinical Sexologist, she believes in love and life and in an intimacy. coast she is also married with five amazing children, and she's been a guest on our show. So, if you want to go back and look, and she gave us, I believe it was like, um, was it the five um, five pillars of a, a stimulating relationship? That's right, the five pillars of a stimulating relationship. Yes. So, she is wonderful, and I'd like to welcome her to on. Un- as a co-host welcome well
2: i thank you again so much i mean yes with the the company loving intimacy 101 this is just like a perfect match waiting to happen
1: (laughs) (laughs) yes since you and i both have been specializing in intimacy what do you define intimacy as
2: so for me intimacy is a um closeness or bond that you share with one or more parties um it's like a, almost an a unspoken connection that you have with something or someone.
1: Yeah, definitely. Yes. And that connection is um, like when I met you the first time and even you being on the show, you know, we had this, you know, connection and connection is strengthened by all the other parts of um, intimacy and communication and that kind of stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, good, good. And um, what we're talking about today is that connection of intimacy through contact, through eyes, hugs, and voices. And today, I'm um, so excited. Guess what? We have a guest that specializes in that.
2: That is exciting. I- I'm, I'm excited to hear everything. <laughs> okay, good.
1: <laughs> good. So um, let me introduce our guest. Our guest is um, Jerry. Nehar and Jerry is definitely um, a person who understands intimacy, not only in relationships, but in business. So he's been doing his business for over, well, since 2000, almost over 20 years, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yes. And he's the president of Creative Discovery Training and Consulting. He's a writer, a speaker, a trainer, a coach. Um, he does a lot of work with businesses and healthcare professional and government officials, and he does a variety of mentoring and coaching. And he also does, it's looking at all your stuff, coaching in the sense of culture, coaching in the sense of training, leadership, career. So he does a lot. Welcome, Jerry, onto the show.
3: Thanks, Dr. April. Thanks, Coach K. <laughs> okay,
1: yes, so, as you were sitting there listening, um, it's something I ask everyone: What is your definition of intimacy?
3: Right. Well, thanks for having me on. This is this is a real treat. I appreciate it. Um, and, hey, listen, I, I like what Coach Case said a lot about the. Um, uh, uh, oh gosh, and I, ha- I didn't have it written down, but you said a phrase. Um, my, my I'll, it'll come back to me. My definition is definition is complete trust and vulnerability uh, with another human being in the present moment. Um and, and that's it. Um, but 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 Coach K, I I, I just wanna I I I I should have written it down. You said something in your definition that really uh, rang true for me. Can you say it again?
2: Uh, oh, usually out of mouth, out of mind, but I believe it was something of um that closeness and connection that you share with something or someone or more yeah. one person or more.
3: Yeah. No, I, I know how that goes. It's there and you, <laughs> you say it. And then somebody asks you, hey, repeat that. And it's like, whoa, I, I, I can't remember. No, it's, it's, just, it's just that. Um, yeah, uh, you know, I, I've been, in, I don't know if you will, how much, I mean, that's that's my definition. So, um, you know, it's real ethereal. I, I mean, oh, I know what it was. It's almost like you said unspoken. That's what it was. Yes. You use that word unspoken. And, and when I think of that, I think of the the tacit understanding which is unspoken but understood, that we, we can have with another human being in the moment where there's, there's no need really for even language, uh, at least the spoken language, where we are completely in the moment with another person, and um, it's, uh, it's powerful. But the, unspoken was the word. That's what I was trying to think of. So, But that, that's, that's kind of my loose definition of it.
1: Yeah. I wonder, Jerry, in today's world, um, do you find that a lot of people are sometimes not fully Present,
3: All right?
1: Yeah. Do you find
3: that? Oh, you're asking absolutely right, and that's something I wanted to, if we have time, that I, 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 you know, I can share. Um, you know, I there's a there's a word that goes around today, and I and you both will recognize. It's called mindfulness. And, you know, I'm dating myself. We were back in the 70s and 80s, and I was born in the mid We weren't talking about the word mindfulness. I mean, it was a word, I'm sure, but I, I didn't use it as a younger person. But now we use this word all the time. We use it in business. We use it in education. We use it in therapy. I, I'm a licensed therapist in the state of Michigan here. So we use this, this term uh, to convey that one is aware of what they're thinking. That's really in its simplest form what it means. Um, which means you have to be in, in the present moment to do that. And you have to be aware of what you're uh, aware of what your thoughts are. So um, uh, certainly, you know, being in the moment, um, although we all strive for it, those of us who talk about stuff like this, it's really difficult because it's always, it's ever fleeting. You know, even, even me talking right now, uh, it, it's, it's it, everything I just said is history. So to stay present, Uh, And I'll I'll share with you how I do it if you want to know that as we go on here. But, uh, you know, being able to quiet your thoughts down and through breathing and uh, some people call it meditation, some people call it prayer, some people call it just being with yourself, but being able to stay in the moment and to practice that, to have that as as a regular practice so that when the chaos occurs, because it invariably will, because we're just human beings and things happen to us and we happen to other things that being able to have that skill of going right back to the present through our breath is, is, is critical, I, I, I believe.
1: Yeah, so I was just wondering um, as a business person and business leaders may be listening and I know you go into businesses and help them out. A business person may ask, why would I have my workers do any mindfulness? Isn't that like wasted productivity? How does that yeah. affect my bottom line?
3: Right. Is there any well, that's, on that?
1: that? I'm sorry. What's that? Is there any research on that?
3: <laughs> oh, there's tons of evidence on that. Sure. I, I, I mean, so Dr. April, I mean, th- that question gets asked to me a lot. I mean, I work a lot with law enforcement on such issues as implicit bias and leadership, emotional intelligence. I work with uh, CEOs and and higher level managers, directors, executive directors who who are leading people who have people reporting to them. And who rely on them for good leadership, and that question comes up all the time: is you know, Jerry, we don't have time to to get into some of these deep breathing exercises that you recommend, or we don't have time to to you know to, to slow the conversations down. We have work to do, and my response is always the same: it's you probably don't have time not to do this because if if the individuals who are working with you and for you, and who are whatever your whatever your product is, um, if if they are not. Healthy. If they are not well cognitively, emotionally, spiritually, um, they will um, inevitably probably not be the, their best selves in the in the workplace. So, what can be a, a five or seven minute uh, employee wellness exercise uh, a few times a week, or even to start off the, the, the Monday morning meeting with meeting with that, um, though it doesn't look like a, a, a big ROI get immediately, um, the, the research is that the, 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 those employees who are your happiest and who are their healthiest do the best work. They have less time off. They're, they're not as tardy. They, um, they, they benchmark. They, they, they um, are able to, they're, they're, more, they're, they're more servant-minded in, in their, their work. So yeah, there, there's all kinds of um, you know people who do this for a living and research uh, this kind of stuff that's out there to, 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 to um, convey that it's, it's really, you're, you're missing the boat. If if you're a 21st century employer and you are not doing uh, the, the, the wellness piece, um, you're, you're kind of in the, you're kind of in the dark ages.
2: I definitely agree. <laughs> I have a background in human resources and I've watched it firsthand where right. if you're not giving your employees that space. There you go. Um, They're not going to give you their productivity.
3: Absolutely. Right. Mm
1: -hmm. Yes. And so um, also in the sense of like now with technology, we are all doing this virtual thing. How does that impact mindfulness or?
3: Yeah. Well, I think Dr. April, I think in some ways it's antithetical to mindfulness. You know, listen, I mean, there's, there's, you weren't, you know, we're, we're using Zoom right now. So we're, we're, we're talking uh, about something and maybe are going to critique the very thing that we're using right now to connect. So, you know, we need to be aware of that first and foremost that there are some things that, some good things that occur um, on social media besides, you know, who you voted for and, and what you had for dinner last night and, and, you know, um, you know, your, your best profile picture. So you know, th- there's some things that, 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 that can happen. In social media that that um, that can be assistive okay in connecting with people um, but here's the, here's what I found is that there's there's a there's a glaring difference between of course the physical experience and the, and the virtual experience i mean i i can I can show my best self through social media I can take if I want to, 25 pictures of myself to make sure I get the best angle, that I look the best I can, I can retype my response, my post, my reply. I I can put Jerry Nair out there in his best self, which truly isn't me. I mean, it's a part of me, but it's not all of me. Okay, because when you see me in real person, I'm not as forgiving. You know, I'm not always going to say it right. I'm not always going to have the slickest and, and the most well thought out response because I cannot edit myself in the moment. I mean, I can, but if I were already said it. But when I'm typing something in, or I'm on my, I, I'm on, I'm, I'm on my screen, and I'm, I'm looking to um, communicate that way, that I, I've actually done the thing, the, the, the opposite of what I'm really trying to do. with That is to connect with somebody. That in, that indeed I'm, I'm not completely real because of the the nature and the. Uh, the setup of of social media uh, that, that we get a chance to, um, you know, be more than uh, be less actually than what our profile suggests. So, I mean, I've, I've written a few things down. I mean, I, I know this is a, this is a big, this is a big part of, of why I'm here perhaps, but, you know, something to look at is, is, is the bandwidth of, of our, of our connections. So if we look at the breadth versus the depth of our, of our, who we're connecting to, I mean, I, I have, I have a a fair amount of Facebook friends. They're not really friends. Some of them I've never met. I've got thousands of LinkedIn connections. I have maybe, maybe, and this is is being very conservative, I maybe have had conversations with maybe a couple hundred of them. But I've got close to 10,000 LinkedIn connects. So, so, I mean, what does that mean? Well, it just means that I've connected virtually or online with a fair amount of people. Okay. Um, But are those relationships meaningful? And do I really know about these people? Um, so, if one is concerned, or, or you know, um, has a need to uh, increase their numbers in terms of you know, who they who they who they uh, you know, and as a business person, it benefits me. You know, whoever right. tunes in today, maybe I'll say something that they like, and they may say, "Hey, we'd like to have you on our show," or maybe I'd like to have you come in and do a training, or we'd like to have you give you a presentation. Nice. So that's all cool. But what I've sacrificed is, is that how many people am I really touching and who are touching me on a daily basis? I mean, this is wonderful right here, because even though we're not with the same physical space, we can at least hear and see each other. and We're talking about something that's, that I, I think we all think is meaningful. So I, I, I'm trying to answer your question. That's, that's one of the things. Um, I know being,
1: what, I, what I found out is that because um, I do a lot of virtual appointments.
3: A lot of what?
1: A virtual counseling appointments, Sure. And of course, supervision. But um, what I found out is now that I'm doing a lot of virtual, I'm better at the facial. I can read people's faces a little bit better because you get a clearer understanding of their facial than I did before when I saw people in person. I mean, that's just one positive. I don't know if you've noticed anything, Coach K, in doing the video
2: yeah, you do become more aware of your surroundings um, and you pay more attention to the other person because it's literally, it's you on a screen and there are no real other distractions per se. And you're more focal because you are trying to make a real connection with um, a, a machine and a person almost, if, you, if that makes sense. So you're trying to break through the computer into the other person. So you do try, you're more aware
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like I, and you just mentioned breakthrough and breaking through a lot of times is that that eye contact, that facial expression and even the voice. And yeah. how does that break through how our levels go up and down? So, yes. So we're going to take a short break. but When we come back, Jerry, I want to go more into this facial, this body and especially also the importance of touch human interaction. We'll be back in a moment.
0: Are you wanting a vacation in paradise? A vacation to rekindle the passion? A vacation without the kids? A vacation where you can learn how to communicate? Where you and your partner actually hear each other and gain insight? If so, vacation counseling is your next vacation. Dr. April Brown has created Vacation Counseling in Southwest Florida as a perfect option for you and your partner. Our retreats are one couple at a time. We have a variety of packages available to choose from, including virtual couples retreats. If you and your partner are interested in the Vacation Counseling, please visit us at vacationcounseling.com for more information on pricing and packages. Also, follow us on Instagram and Facebook. To keep track of the latest news, stories, activities, or coupons on Vacation Counseling and Dr. April's other services, we encourage you to sign up to receive a monthly newsletter called Intimate Connections at draprilbrown.com. Remember, if you and your partner are struggling with communication and intimacy, and you all are looking for a retreat to connect, Vacation Counseling can be your next vacation in Southwest Florida.
1: Welcome back to the Bringing Intimacy Show, where intimacy is real. Well, Jerry, um, I was just thinking, it was just hitting me um, back in the day, I think it was in the 80s, where Mother Teresa had talked about how in this society, we are so, so lonely.
3: Oh, Loneliness
1: and being alone. And you were talking today about eye contact, voices and hugs. How does that impact that right there?
3: Right. Thanks. Thanks, doctor. Um, Well, you know, um, let me let me answer this from this perspective. Um, So, you know, I I have. I was around before all the social media and, and here I am today. So I have that, you know, like, 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 I think the three of us, yes, we, we, yes, have that, yes. we have that, we have <laughs> that, not to age of you. I, I think I'm a C, i am the se- I think I'm the age senior one in on the screen here, but, but we all have that perspective. Okay. So, um, you know, I wrote, I, I wrote a book a while back, it's called "Erasing the Margins. And in this book, I wrote a, an essay called the actual essay was called Handshakes, Voices and Hugs. And then the pandemic hit, and I started talking about the book. And, of course, I, I can't change the chapter, but, you know, people weren't really shaking hands. They weren't really giving hugs either, but I kept hugs and made it made an eye contact, voices and hugs. And it was really as I wrote this in response to the escalating or the advancing technology in in the uh, in, in the virtual space and in social media. And and really the, the – the, I, I know it's a strong word, but the dangers – that I think we um, that happen to us if we, as we limit our physical um, contact with other human beings. So let me just go through the eye contact, voices, and hugs. I mean, I, I do a, um, an exercise in every training, every seminar that I give, and it's simply a a some people call it the staring game, but we look at each other for a few seconds without talking, and and that's the that's the the powerful part of it is, is that being okay with the silence, but being able to connect with someone.
1: Okay. I'm, I'm not sure. Um, yeah, I guess the connection, maybe it's his internet. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yes. So hopefully he comes back on because Kate, hey, as he was talking about, um, back in the day and how society want really three okay so you back on yep okay yes
3: was that me was i not on
1: yes you were not on so if you could be oh p- geez okay i idea. don't know when i left off <laughs> okay you can just
3: start back over that's fine sorry about that yeah <laughs> l- let me just you know the presentations i give so we do an eye contact exercise but people really want to know that we connect i believe in, 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 in multiple of ways, but one of the ways we connect is by knowing someone's name, and this is in no particular order. But being able to hear a name, being able to receive eye contact when we are when we are speaking, and and when we and when we're doing the listening, and then the other one is the other. There's three words, but it's the words "I love you." All right, the, those are those have been measured as things that make us feel good. Now I don't tell people who I'm presenting to that I love them, but, but I certainly uh, am, am invested in knowing their names. And in particular, being able to give them healthy eye contact, which if you're doing Zoom or FaceTime or, you know, you're doing a webinar, I mean, you can, you can have that, uh, but you certainly can't have it on, uh, you know, if, if you're typing things in. So we, we lose that eye contact, you know, if we were just doing audio here without video. I mean, man, I could be doing a bunch of things. I, I could, I could be, uh, you know, I could, I, I could be distracted, and I could, you could still hear my voice, but would I really be tuned in? And the answer is probably not. So that's that's the first one. The second one is um, um, uh, um, voices and, and being able to hear someone's voice. Um, I always say, if you if you feel lonely or isolated, make a phone call, which which is is losing popularity. I, I think every single day. We get comfortable behind the screen. Uh, We can, we don't want to make the mistake of saying anything bad. So if I, if I type it in wrong, oops, let me, let me back. I didn't mean to say that once we speak, as I said before, it's, it's spoken. So the, the voice is a powerful thing. If we're blessed enough to have the gift of being able to speak, then, then, you know, to make our voice, people always say, you know, make your voice known, but the connotation today is not always with the actual verbal voice. It's, you know, through your activism, perhaps, which is great, which is through your writing, which is great. But but the voices is, is another uh, way in which to connect. And finally, the last one is is, is hugs. Um, I come from a pretty, uh, pretty affectionate family. Um, so I grew up, you know, the the men and the women and the aunts, uncles and grandmas and grandpas. And we all hugged and kissed each other in a very, very uh, I think it was I think there's some boundaries there for sure. But, you know, we we were a touchy feely family. Nowadays, we we got to be a little bit careful with that, you know, all, all with the climate that's going on. And I'm very mindful of that. Um, I, I was younger in my career, the guy who had walked down a hall in an office building and I'd shake your hand, I, I'd put my hand on your shoulder and say, hey, what's going on? It didn't matter if you were a man or a woman or what gender, what, what race you were, what age you were. And this was a, such a long time ago, and I won't mention where I'm working, of course, but the, uh, you'll appreciate this, Coach. But the, the HR director called me in. And she, said, she said, hey, she said, I noticed that you kind of touch people. And I was like, well, hold on. What are you talking about? She goes, she, I said, send me a complaint. She goes, no, no, one's complained. She said, but somebody might. And I said, I got it. I won't do that anymore. So we have to be careful in the workplace and, and outside the workplace of, of how much, even though we might be comfortable with it, are we um, putting our levels of confidence uh, of that on somebody else? I absolutely though, and I've worked with guys in prison. I've worked with with CEOs. I don't. I, I, there's maybe a handful of times where I thought, boy, I maybe shouldn't have shaken their hand or you know um, touched their 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 arm in such a way. Almost all the time, it's it's a welcoming thing. Um, I think the approach is important. If if you don't have that level of comfort with yourself and of other people, don't do it. Um, but I believe it's gotten, um, I, I, I think it's gotten me business. I think it's, it's allowed me to connect with people beyond just, hi, my name is Jerry. Nice to meet you. Um, again, there, there has to be, there has to be a level of comfort with it, but you know, eye contact voices and hugs. Uh, I, 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 it's, it's a lost art. I I hope it doesn't go away. The pandemic didn't help, but that's, that's my take on that.
1: Right. So Jerry, um. With us always being on videos and screens, do you think people, especially millennials, and I'll even say millennials, but also I will say it it happened to me myself, where we're so behind on these screens that sometimes we lose the connection? You know what I'm saying? That when we're around people, and what happened to me, I'll give an example. I'm I'm always able to talk and all this kind of stuff. But I went to a Bible study in person. And for some reason, I got so anxious about speaking out and i said april Uh, what is this about (laughs) you speak out before and then i said to myself you know it's about me always being behind the screen yeah so i wonder do you see that i'm not in the business world as much but do you see that with um millennials or people who have spent so much time behind the screens that that social interaction
3: Yeah, yeah, great question. I I look at I I think of my son. He's 20 years old. I'm here in Detroit. He lives in Chicago. He he happens to be an actor. So he's he's all about, you know, he's very comfortable with with with, you know, with some things we're talking about. But I mean, to your point about that group, is it absolutely, you know, if 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 the three of us were in a room right now. I may be think, okay, what do I do? Do I cross my legs? Do I sit back? I, I'm, you know, are they are they paying attention to me? Hey, come on, they come on, talker. All those things that that when we're in a screen, um, you know, it's it's still you can still see me and I can still see you, uh, but something gets lost, and I think what gets lost is our comfortability with being in the presence of another human being. And I'm not talking about the virtual presence, what we have going on right now, but I'm talking about that common space, physical um, experience. And it I think it that explains- That
1: vulnerability w- that you talked about earlier.
3: Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I, I mean, you know, I, again, um, living, you know, well, not again, I'm saying this for the first time, but living can be a risky thing. I mean, sharing who you are as a person at whatever level it can be risky because maybe coach K doesn't like what I'm saying. Maybe Dr. April doesn't like what I'm saying. Or, or, and, but yet I'm, um, I, I'm putting it out there. And the further I get away or that we get away from um, that direct contact where feedback is rather immediate, I mean, I can, I can see the eye roll, <laughs> not from either of you. I can see the, uh, she's uh, she looked her phone real quick, or he, he's, he's sipping his coffee, he glazed out the window. I can see all those things, and it, I think it toughens me up a little bit, or at least it creates, it allows me to have a little bit thicker skin to stay in the moment with, with individuals who may not be uh, agreeing with me all the time. I'm a little off base here, uh, but, but I guess my point is, is that um, it's easy to hide. It's easy to, um, I guess, not present our full selves because we don't have to through because based on the the setup of social media, uh, we can present a part of ourselves and intimacy. I know this is is the, the title of your show is all about, you know, that this is completely who I am. And, and this, you are completely who you are. And are we, you know, as, as Coach said, are, are, are we connecting beyond the words, but are we vulnerable and do we trust and are we staying present in the moment? Um, and, and so I'm trying to answer your question, but uh, yeah, long, long answer, short question is yes, I, be, I believe it, 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 I don't think it, it, it helps us in, in that area.
2: We saw a lot of that, this, you know, at the top of the whole pandemic with the students having to go, Virtual. And I watched how this year um, my younger three are completely different. I kept saying they need that people interaction because what I saw of them last year, this time, is terrible in comparison to, and I'm talking about overall attitudes, how they feel. It's almost like the flower that was put behind the chalkboard uh, versus the one that was brought in front of it and the sunlight was able to come through. It needed that right. connection. So that was, if we just watch the children, um, if anyone wants to listen, think about your child a year ago versus today. They needed to be in that space with right. other people.
3: Absolutely, I feel I mean, but yes, sun is the sun is the disinfectant uh, of 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 our uh, the patterns that we get into that are that are maybe not healthy. So when we bring things to the light. It 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 and it veils a, a lot of things, and we're able to to be, I think, more real. Um, yeah, my, my son, I remember he was uh, he was taking uh, Zoom classes, and he said, "Dad, I've got an acting class today. It's on Zoom, and we have to do this this scene." He said, "How do we do this?" It was. You know, I mean, so colleges and the schools, they did the best they could, but um, it's, it, it you know, it, it doesn't, uh, um, you know, it's just not what, what's needed in terms of edu- educating uh, kids in, in the classroom, like, like it is in the classroom.
1: And, you know, I think about as parents or even our first connection was through touch because we came through, um, in most cases, a woman <laughs> and there was a touch. Yes. How important do you think is that physical, human touch, Jerry, that, because that's really one of the first senses right. that we
3: develop. Right. But Dr. April, that should have been what I, what my response was to you. I I, I didn't even, uh, I wasn't, I wasn't sharp enough on, on in the moment to, to think about how we all, how almost all of us are born. Yes. We, 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 we come out. And then there we are. Right. And so, you know, I know for me, um, because, because I, I, I like the physical touch just, to, just as, a, as a human being. I mean, the, the feelings that I get when I'm able to even even give somebody a, hey, what's going on? Like give them a fist pump or, or pat them on the shoulder if I am touched. It, it, it does. I know it does something for me that, that makes me feel like I'm, I'm connected to another human being. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, there are those individuals who, who don't like that. And who would rather not, you know, have that be as the part of the engagement, the interaction. And you have, to, you have to respect those boundaries. And if you don't know them, I always say, you know, err on the side of maybe not doing that until and, and you get to know them. Um, but, I, you know, to answer your question, I think it's, I think it's critically important, um, you know, the the, the, uh, the emotional response to being touched by someone who you want to be touched by in whatever whatever, whatever way, capacity is, is absolutely increases our, in, our, our ability to uh, stay in the frontal lobe, which is where all rational and decision-making occurs. It keeps us out of that reptilian brain, which is where the fight or flight response is. So the, the touch is, is incredibly important in us just being able to uh, function and optimize our, our thinking and, and, and how we're emoting. Um, and, and there's, 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 you know, there, there's research on that. So, you know, I, I, Am all for um, teaching and presenting and creating space and time for organizations to to explore that. Although it's a weird conversation for the boardroom, <laughs> you know, or, or or even the classroom. Is that how are we going to touch each other? Or not. It's it's you know. I think we have to get comfortable with the language of it, but. Um, you know again the, the 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 pandemic comes, and all of a sudden now we 're not only we 're not touching people we 're not even leaving our houses some of us so that's that, that challenge has been has not contributed has not helped at all, but perhaps as we move you know as we see ourselves moving back outside and, and, and engaging with people um someone told me long ago I think the handshake has has been lost i said i don 't think so I, I think we 're going to go back to it and I just had a meeting this morning. With a, with a HR director <laughs> uh, for for a client and, and we shook sure hands. She's vaccinated so am I. We both had a we both had our booster shots and I said, can I shake your hand? And she said, of course. So we shook sure hands. Uh, did I? Did, I we, did we probably both wash our hands after the meeting was over? Probably she may have done that, but I mean we were able to do that and I don't know. It added to at least for me it added to the um uh, the, the meeting and 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 the, the conversation.
1: So Jerry, you just mentioned something curious, and i and you and you and Coach um, are both parents. Um, do you feel like if you hold or hug your, especially your teenagers, would that keep them more in the rational mindset versus? I don't know. What do you guys think?
3: Well, I mean, I'm the one who said it, but Coach, go ahead. I, I, I'll, I'll, just, I'll I'll wait.
2: <laughs> well, I just think to me, it, just, it keeps them in a mindful, <laughs> there's that word again, um, state, because the reality is a, a teenager is going to do ridiculous things. We get that. Will they think of you more while they're doing this thing? Probably if you, if they, because of that touch, you remember that touch. You remember the hold and the hug. It's like, what would my mom or dad think about this thing that I'm about to do so a child that's, you know, rarely touched, they're off to the races, <laughs> you know, without a thought. So I'd love to hear your thoughts on that for, um,
3: for real. Yeah, th- thanks. I mean, um, I think when we hug other people and, and when we are hugged, when we, when we have that embrace, and there's varying degrees of it, of course, but um, I, I, I believe, I, I know for me, it makes me feel like I'm valued it makes me feel like I may be loved or liked, uh, liked enough, <laughs> you know, for you to hug me, um, when I hug you, I, I'm letting you know that I care about you uh, to a certain degree and that I might love you. I, I, I might really um, respect the heck out of you. And I want to give you a hug and show you that beyond just saying that I respect the heck out of you. Um, and, and so when I, I think when human beings receive that kind of that affirmation or that self-efficacy that, you know, boy, I, I, I do matter at least to maybe one other person who just, who just, you know, decide to embrace me. I matter. And when we feel like we matter, we grow and, and, and we leave behind our lower selves slowly, but surely. And as we move into areas of higher growth, uh, that, that, um, I'm sorry, excuse me. Um, as we ascend to higher levels of functioning, um, we uh, you know we leave behind the lower um, uh, thoughts of uh, I'm not good enough, I'm not uh, uh, nobody likes me. I, I need a, I need a certain amount of likes on my post uh, to feel valued. Um, I need to have a thousand Facebook friends to feel like I matter. So all those things to kind of diminish, um, and we get back to the depth of our relationships. Because it's so easy on, the, on on a on a Facebook post to like something. I've liked stuff on Facebook posts. I don't even know these people. And I am I'm, I'm guilty of it as well. So I, I live in this world to some degree, although I try to uh, minimize it as as I as I as I get old as I grow. But um, that's much easier than than saying, hi right, Coach K, how are you doing? And I really want to know how you're doing. I just not say, you know this thing in the office, hey, hey, what's up, man? How are you? How's the weekend? And you keep walking. And, and you don't even stop, you know, that we we we, um, we have to this is a strong say, but I, I believe we really have to slow down and start paying more attention to each other beyond our politics, beyond our how we look and believe and, and, and who we think is like us and not and really begin to tune in to to who we are as human beings and that that can be intimate. You don't have to be, you know, uh, a lover with someone or romantically involved. You can be intimate with, w- in a conversation. Um, and, and with someone you barely know, but if you have a point of connectivity, uh, that's powerful.
1: Yes. And you just mentioned about, um, people feeling that they matter. And I'm curious with you and with coach K, um, if someone is out there feeling like they don't matter, or if you've had clients who says, Hey, I feel like I don't marry that. I'm feel isolated. What are you guys tips for that?
2: You go ahead, Jerry.
3: Okay. All right. <laughs> I was thinking,
2: <laughs> oh.
3: I thought, well, culture <laughs> will bail me out here. Um, well, listen, no, I, I certainly, um, if yeah. You know, I think, you know, we can tell someone that they matter. Okay. If someone says, Jerry, I don't feel like I matter. and say, well, you know, Dr. April, of course you matter. I, 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 and here's all, here's, here's five reasons why I think you matter. Okay. So that, that comes from me. So there's, whenever it comes from something outside of ourselves, we can, we can doubt it. If, if you believe it, then it's true. So, um, Something that I, I, well, I can talk as a therapist on this is something I've done in the past as, as a therapist. I don't really, I don't see a whole lot of clients anymore now. I do most of my work in, in coaching and training and development and, and seminars, but um, it's is to ask them how they see themselves and tell me, tell me about you and, and listen, don't just highlight the good stuff. Some of the things you don't like about yourself as well, but if it's all bad stuff, I'm going to, I'm going to push you to think of some good stuff too. And then I just listen. And um, allow them that space to find some answers now i didn 't do that early on i would I would say, "No, no, here, look at the things you 've been doing over the last three weeks here 's your treatment goals, and here's here's the three things you accomplished and I would get into all that, and that 's kind of the low hanging fruit it 's like that that feels good in the moment but the, 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 uh, it's not as long lasting as if uh, one is able to find that stuff. So, I mean, someone who's really compromised and, you know, cannot think of anything. Well, then of course you have to help them along, but um, I usually try to, to, to default to um, I want to, I want to hear back from you to tell me more about, you know, about you and, 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 what you feel valued upon. So that's, you know, I
2: definitely agree with that. Um, I like to, turn the question around because I can't understand where they are and just ask them, well, tell me why you don't matter. Um, What does that look like? You know, where did, where did it come from? And a lot of times, like you said, they're able to start really thinking about it and come off of the surface to go down below that they realize, I thought that I wasn't doing X, Y, Z, but I'm actually doing A, B, and C. And so bringing that client around um, by posing the question back to them that, of the statement that they just gave is what I, I like to do. And I learned that in the in the HR office, you know, um, you give me something, I'm going to hand it back on a different platter and you tell me about it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I love that aspect, definitely. Uh, one of the things that I do sometimes in helping clients um, – look at themselves, especially when I'm not around is when they're strong, I have them do like a little video talking to their weaker self. And so when they're weak, they have to listen to their stronger self. It is just, yeah, one way of helping them do that.
3: Wow, that's cool.
1: Yes. Well, we're going to take a short break and we come back. We want to learn more about you and um, Jerry and how we can connect with you. We'll be back in a moment. Renew your connection and your love in beautiful Costa Rica, February 27th through March 3rd, 2022. We'll make sure it happens. Vacation Counseling Intimate Couples Retreat, your next vacation. Enroll now at vacationcounseling.com. Welcome back to the Bringing Intimacy Show, where intimacy is real. And so Jerry here has been talking to us about connection and how important it is with eyes, hugs, touch, voices. Yes. And so Jerry, I know you've written a book. Yes. 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 Can you tell us a little bit about your book, Erasing the Margins? I've got it right here. It.
3: This is it. This is the book. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was my plug. That's my, 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 uh, uh, well, I, I wrote it a couple years back of, um, it's a collection of essays. It's called Erasing the Margins. It's from my work and in my my reading. Um, can you still hear me? Yes, sir. Am I good? Yes. Okay, great. Um, so it's, it's just a collection of essays based on um, my experiences with, uh, as a therapist, and as a, you know, just as a human being um, in talking with and trying to help, or at least trying to be there for those who, um, who I would say have fallen outside the margins of, of society. And these could be folks who are home. They could be. Uh, they could have addictions. Okay. Yeah. I've worked a lot in the field of addiction as as a therapist, working in the prisons, working in the jails. I've worked in private practice. I've worked a lot with uh, um, uh, with with police and you know um, white kids, black kids, Hispanic kids, any race who are in trouble. Um, so uh, the the book is really a, it, it's it's my kind of um, you know. A, uh, thoughts on um, how do we bring people back into the circle and and, and in back into the margin so that everyone has a seat at the, ta- at the table and is um, feels important okay um, and it came out a couple of years ago get on Amazon um, it's not it's not a long read so it's, uh, it's like a hundred pages 120 pages and uh, you know I, I've, uh, I, I I talk about the, there's a it, there's a uh, experience I had with a woman. I was in Chicago a church. I stopped in this church that was that was kind of important to me, and um, it was it was minus uh, minus two degrees that day. Chicago gets really cold, of course, right? And um, you know, I go in there and I got my Starbucks coffee and I warm it on. And there's homeless people in in the pews. It won't take any much longer, whole lot of time in this, but I was I was hit with the the, the idea that you know. I have no idea what this woman goes through. She had all. I knew she was homeless just because I've I've worked with homeless people. She had all of her possessions in a couple bags, and uh, she was there until they told her that she had to leave because this was a an shelter. And I wrote a, I wrote a story about that. Uh, how um, we oftentimes we'll give a dollar to the person on the side of the road, um, and that's great. Um, and then we go back to our our lives and and. Um, which is which is oftentimes the right thing to do. We 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 you know we can't open up our homes all the time to homeless. But so the, the book is just a lot about that. It's just a lot about my experiences and, and meeting people in my life um, who had uh, not the privilege that I have had um, and who have not had the the luck that I have had and and my. Communications with them. I I, I like to um, go on the streets of Detroit and, and talk to people who have no place to go. I have, I have, I have care packages. I'll give them, but after that the conversation is as important to me as anything else. I mean, I know the shelters in Detroit says, "Hey, man, jump in. I'll take you to a shelter. Can we do that?" And most of the time, a lot of times, no one to do that for all their all their right reasons. Conversation is so important to me. And, you know, that, that being able to um, be a dollar or, or the, the, the gift card, which is cool, but do those as on an equal footing as them. And I don't know, we don't have the time for me to get on into all of it, but that's kind of what I've tried to write about. I hope I didn't confuse you more about the book than, than you knew before, but um, that's, that's what I've attempted to do with it.
1: Okay, well, thank you so much for <laughs> sharing this for information about the book, and it can be um, found on Amazon. Which is great, yes. Um, if yeah. anyone is out there listening and they want to connect with you, where could we connect?
3: Uh, you we... mean like like a website or a email?
1: like like yeah, like your website?
3: Oh, yeah. Um, um they could go. <laughs> This is like, you know it's good. www.jerrynear.com. That's my website. I and I give I give my cards out all the time to people who I don't know. I say call me if you want to chat. Give me a call if you need something. If I if I can help you out, I will. If I can't, I'll let you know. Um, but I, I I give my phone number out all the time. If people want to contact me, I can give you that number. They can they can get it from the website. But uh, I'm I'm happy to um, you know I'm living the seminar and in, in the trainings. But um, you know. I everybody in the, who I meet, call me about anything, which costs you nothing. And if you have a, maybe, maybe I'll learn something from you. So I'm, you know, connecting to people <laughs> in person, hopefully, uh, but uh, in any way, in any way is, is important to me. The older I get, the more I value that, that, that connection. All
1: right. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. Um, Coach K and I really have enjoyed our conversation with you. So thank you. For being on the show, and you're welcome back anytime.
3: Thank you both so much. I've enjoyed it immensely. Good luck to you. Thank you.
1: <laughs> very nice to meet you.
3: Yes, <laughs> nice to definitely. meet you, Coach.
1: Yes, okay. definitely. Bye bye. Bye. Thank you. So, on our Bye-bye. upcoming shows coming up, we have um, on December sixteenth, intimacy through retreats, and that's going to be a good one because actually, um, Doctor, I mean Coach K and I have been talking, and she does a retreat. And I'm doing a retreat. So I think that is really, I'm excited about that one for the one. And then we're going to be taking a break for two weeks. And we'll be starting back in 2020 with some great um, young ladies coming in to talk about authentic power, sexual dysfunction and intimacy, intimacy and sex, how to attract your soulmate clients. So yes. So Coach K, this was your first one. How did you feel like it went? I think it went amazing. Um, it's, it's always comforting
2: to be, even when I was a guest on this show, it's, I love you know everything about um, the show. And I just love your special guests. I love our special guests. And being able to soak in that information because um, everything about intimacy is just amazing. So I definitely appreciate you, again, having me as a part of this this journey because it is for a lot of people who tune in, including myself, every single week.
1: Right, 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 and from today's show, I learned about um, something he said in the sense of um, the rational mind and the irrational mm-hmm. mind, and how touch really helps. And that was like, wow, it was nothing something I hadn't thought of before. So that was really interesting. Yeah, it
2: makes you visualize and think about sometimes when you see on the news, you know, someone who may be having what we call a bad day, or maybe they're going to harm themselves. And you watch a negotiator, maybe talking to them, and they're trying their best to get close enough so that they can touch. So mm-hmm. that makes so much sense.
1: Yeah, and definitely. And even for, I mean, as a mother of five children and dealing with all the social media and all the pressures the kids have on today, how sometimes just hugging them and being present can help oh, out in a variety of things.
2: Yeah. You can feel all of that anxiety melt away when you embrace the child when they're, you know, going through social media is definitely it's 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 getting pretty sticky and dangerous there. So being able to embrace and allow that to melt off of them. So I love I love and I'll definitely be checking out his um, his book, Erasing the Margins. I definitely will be.
1: Yes, yes. Well, thank you so much for being here today. And I will see you next week. All right. Yes. This has been a Bringing Intimacy Back show where intimacy is real.